0: Hey and welcome to Hear If You Need. I'm Jennifer and I'll be joined by my BFF Amy and we're here if you need to talk through the stuff that as women we're told not to talk about. Hello, hello, hello. We are back in business. It's, It's so good to hear that intro. I know. I was just having a little dance because I was like, "I
1: missed it. I missed it."
0: <laughs> I know. It's been a while. <laughs> been a little while. Had a yeah. little hiatus there. A little bit of a little bit of a life
1: break for both of us, which was, I think, really good and healthy. So I'm very excited to be back, though.
0: Totally. I think I f- forgot how much work uh, it takes to to do all the podcasting stuff, and then I had a whole lot of other work uh, with my modelling and I had a, a few other things with my writing, which is like super exciting. But I was just like, I don't have time and I needed to prioritise my mental health. So I'm sure totally. everyone can understand that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that like, this was always something
1: that was fun for us and I never wanted to feel like an obligation. So Because then I think that when podcasts become like an obligation for the hosts, you can kind of feel it in the recordings and you can kind of you can tell they, they're not super into it and they've got other things on their minds and I would never want this to be like that so I'm really glad that we took a little bit of time. I'm kind of almost back full-time with my trivia now which is super exciting because here in, things in Sydney are going quite well COVID-wise so a lot of the venues have opened back up and are ready to do trivia again so I've been a little bit flat out myself but um, but we have some super exciting subjects coming up which I'm really excited to get into and I had a girl at my trivia last week come up to me afterwards and be like I love your podcast I'm so excited for new episodes So I was like crap we've got to get onto it now's the time let's do it like we've got so many things to talk about so
0: let's bloody do it. So today's episode is a little bit of a I guess it's, it's not controversial but it's it's a, a topic that I am a little bit uncomfortable talking about <laughs> but that's me that's me um and that's my issues that I need to unpack um but we're going to be talking about wanking or masturbation um I like I hate I actually hate the word wanking I think it's like it's so ugly
1: oh my and god in like serious? Like, yeah It's my favorite word. I say it all the time. I say wanker. (laughs) I say if I'm acting a bit wanky, I call myself a wanker. I always say I'm having a wank. I never say I'm masturbating.
0: Like it's such a funny word.
1: (laughs) You hate it.
0: Yeah, it just irks me. I think honestly, I think it's just because I was raised a very innocent uh, private Catholic, private school girl. And um, we just didn't talk about any of that growing up. And I, and I feel like there's still a little bit of like self-shaming happening whenever I bring it up. And like, obviously I talk about it with my girlfriends. Like I do it. I think most people do. Um, But yeah, I I just think I find it a little bit weird still I don't know and then I feel like I'm so immature I'm just like you're almost 30 and you can't talk about masturbation like get it together (laughs) honestly it's that internalized misogyny because we're not meant to
1: talk about it like it's not something that women are meant to do and it's not I remember in school when we had those there was like a few days in like year five or whatever where we were separated by gender and put into separate classrooms and taught about periods. And the teachers were like, if you ever need like a a pad or a tampon, um, there's some in my drawer. And we had the whole like condom over the cucumber thing. Um, And I remember really vividly, um, and I wish I still had like the workbook that we had, but I remember there being an entire section about masturbation for boys and explaining what it was to us. There was no like, section about women's masturbation whatsoever and like I didn't grow up in a religious household at all like it was kind of a working class um a little bit of a bogan area and it still wasn't something that was openly spoken about and like I remember rumors going around in high school of girls doing it and then being called sluts which is just ridiculous um so I think it was still very taboo even outside of religious you know obviously more with religious kind of yeah construct well- um,
0: You know, constructs. Well, I think it's just women in general expressing their sexuality. I think it's only, I don't know if it's just because I've gotten older and I'm more comfortable talking about it more openly, but I think there really is. I think it's Gen Z. Gen Z are amazing. They're just like, fuck this. I want to talk about all the things to do with sex, periods. Like, let's just get rid of the stigma. And it's so good. But I think it's because of them that we are starting to talk about it more. And like we are starting to put pressure on like representation in in movies and stuff like of equal pleasure. Like why is it so concentrated on men and like male pleasure? Why can't it? be focused on female pleasure like and yeah yeah it's
1: funny and anytime I've seen uh women and I also want to just say say as well before we get too much into this that we're obviously speaking from a very cis kind of you know kind of hetero perspective in terms of well I am anyway for cis hetero perspective and I want to speak for you Jen for masturbation and that you know I have A vagina and a a clit and everything so it's you know I don't want to kind of exclude anyone from the conversation but I can only speak from my experience and I'm not going to pretend to speak from anyone else's experience um so just want to get that you know not out of the way but I just want to you know before we start getting into the conversation too much um want to acknowledge that privilege because I know how much of a difference that makes but what I was going to say was that um the, the times that I've seen women masturbating in movies it's always very um like you're in a very luxurious bubble bath and there's candles and there's this, they've got conveniently got a shower head that comes off the wall, and um, and then the other, I think other times it's like they'll, they'll be in like a silk robe on silk sheets, and like, I mean, yeah, it's that's always never like, so been so
0: luxurious, and it's not it, like it's. It's it's de- yeah I'm just like it's definitely never been like that for me. <laughs> no,
1: never for me either. I've never masturbated in a bath. I've never masturbated wearing a robe in on silk sheets. That's never been that's never been a thing for me. There's very few um things like like scenes in in TV shows and movies that I can think of off the top of my head that are relatable to me. Like I remember when as much as it's like a shitty show, um when girls came out. I can't remember what season it was, but it could have even been the first season where What's the really annoying one's name? The overachiever. But she's not really. She's just privileged. Marnie? Um, is that a name? Marnie? Yeah. Marnie. She yeah. has this like really sexually charged moment with a guy in public and um, And she goes and to the
0: bathroom. Yeah, and, and she's in the bathroom. Yeah. Literally
1: in like a public bathroom. And like and I was like, Oh, I could totally relate to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was kind of like very, yeah, like kind of sexy and in a really relatable way and I found that much more enjoyable to watch than the sh- you know the bubble bath and silk sheets kind of theory that they have
0: <laughs> totally and I think like Broad City as well Broad City was totally good in terms of that representation that it was just like it was just messy not messy yeah. like not messy but it wasn't like highly curated and over the top luxurious because that's like ultimately not what it is, like for sure, like I'm sure, like <laughs> people have silk sheets and you know, rub one out in a silk robe, but like that's not the, the norm. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, most of my best wanks, and I know you don't like the word, but I am gonna continue to use it, have <laughs> been fine. like when I'm like disgustingly hungover and I'm sweaty and there's a half eaten pizza on the other side of the bed. <laughs> And like I can smell the alcohol coming out of my pores, and like, and I, and you just, yeah, that, those are my best wanks, and they're not pretty, they're messy, they're gross, uh, but it's a good excuse to get up and have a shower. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, that's relatable. I relate to that a lot.
1: <laughs> Is that not like the most comforting wank when you feel like shit and you've just eat, you've just smashed half a pizza, you've like. you just feel and smell disgusting you got oily sweaty hair especially like in summer and like the sheets are like almost damp from you just laying on them all day like that shitty dirty messy wank is the wank for me I have to say
0: it's the wank for me (laughs) it's the wank for Um, me (laughs) no I, I I agree and I feel like that's like that's the moment where like where I'm then like right time to get my shit together she is Full of like I get this like endorphin here yeah and I'm like cool ready to go yeah like ready to start my day at 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true though. and
1: honestly most of the time that's when I kind of it's like a it's like a 3 or 4 p.m. and I'm like I could just this is it this is the moment I could I could lose it all and I could just stay in bed all day or this is the moment where I get up have a shower and go back to the pub yeah baby I don't go and do wow. anything productive. I just go straight back to the pub <laughs> if I do get up. So <laughs> that's that's great. I love that for you. But I know um, you had some interesting facts about the health benefits of wanking. Um, do you want to share some of those? Because, I mean, I don't know as many as I'd like to know. And if I have more positive excuses to do it more often, then woohoo, I say.
0: <laughs> well, I think, like, essentially this is why obviously it, it feels amazing but there are multiple health benefits to masturbation I say I say I can't even say it weird like I feel like my face because we've decided where this is the first time we're recording with like video, so Amy can actually finally see my face I know. like I just like scrunched my face up and i yeah like, I could see it weird. it's amazing
1: <laughs> <laughs> it um, felt like your whole
0: body was just gonna fold into itself for a minute and I was like Ugh. Well, I think too, I know that my mum's going to listen to this podcast. And so I think there's like a little bit of like, oh, my mum's going to hear about Hi, my sex life. Hi, mum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so the psychological benefits of masturbation include a brighter mood, just general re- relief. It reduces stress. It activates feel-good hormones. It reduces the sensation of pain and discomfort and you get better restorative sleep. Like, oh. why wouldn't you do it? Oh I know I get a great night's sleep if I yeah. have an orgasm before I go to bed. A hundred percent. Or like if
1: sometimes um, one of my favorite things is like if you,
0: I get really frustrated if
1: it's my day off and I wake up early, just my body clock, because I have early starts so often during the week. So if I wake up at like five or six a.m., I get really frustrated, um, which a wank helps. And then it lets me fall back asleep for like another three or four hours. And it's the best sleep. That four hours is probably the best sleep I get ever, like mm. compared to the eight hours. It's like the, the that nice deep sleep where you're just totally like out of it because you're just exhausted. I love that.
0: Yeah. Well, another thing is fitness. Did you know that masturbation is considered a form of mild exercise? So it's therefore good for your cardiovascular fitness. So hello, get in me. Like- <laughs> this is really good to
1: know because
0: I would say in the last
1: seven days, that is the only form of exercise I have done. Um, I mean, I get my steps in, don't get me wrong. I do like my 15K steps a day, but like in terms of actually like stopping and and exercising and focusing on my body, wanking is quite literally the only form of exercise I've done in the last 7 days.
0: <laughs> so that's good to know. That is good to know. Well, I feel like you get sweaty. Like mm. you can get super sweaty. It also your heart rate and everything.
1: It's always it's always good when your heart rate's up, isn't it? I think that's how fitness yeah.
0: works. I well, it's cardiovascular fitness. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's Well, and like back to the back to the sleep thing, the next thing is faster sleep. So it helps you Get back to sleep by releasing hormones such as dopamine, endorphins, and oxytocin, among others. Okay, so these are like these are three reasons already why we all should be wanking. So on a, look, I'm gonna say something controversial. I think everyone
1: should be wanking on a daily basis. I agree. I think like I mean I don't see how you can't. I mean, maybe I'm crazy and addicted, but like, just so good for you. And it just feels so good. And like, don't you just want to feel good every day? I don't know. I think it's a no brainer. I to I feel
0: good every day.
1: Yeah. The only thing is, um, is I guess if you have housemates is trying to like, that's been something that I'm like, uh, like I've got to kind of be conscious of. I live with two guys and I never want to make them feel uncomfortable. But I have found um, a sneaky way for anyone with housemates is if your bathroom has an exhaust fan. um, I I don't mind a little shower wank. I'll tell you that much. Uh, A little upright wank. I don't mind that at all and you can kind of pass off or if you have an electric toothbrush you can make it sound like you're kind of not don't use the to- I mean if you want to use a toothbrush go for it but maybe just buy a vibrator but you can kind of make it sound like you're brushing your teeth when you're not um if you want some privacy because uh, I know that a lot of people are working from home at the moment which makes it a little bit hard to to have that privacy so um I or just, just stack music. a few yeah put some tunes on stack or put some tv on or something do you oh, I mean i I, I wanted to talk a little bit about porn it's not I'm pretty blessed in the sense that I have a very active imagination Uh, and I don't really watch porn that much and I think that knowing how I don't know the porn industry is is really tricky because obviously like you can have some really positive like sex positive stories and and I know that you can get ethical porn and there's feminist porn and and all that but the porn industry kind of I'll be honest and this might be problematic it kind of freaks me out a little bit because even when they say that the experience was okay for them there's been so many cases where a few years later they've been like you know what actually it wasn't and that just makes me feel so cautious in watching anything knowing that someone could be going through an experience that they're not completely comfortable with. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. There was that director, um, Erica Lust. She was like supposedly one of the pioneers of feminist, like ethical porn. And then it turned out that she was really, really unethical on her sets and like just very, very problematic. And so it's just like how ethical is ethical? I think it just comes down to doing your research and like Pornhub is not ethical. Anything it's also, that's free is generally not, like, going to oh, be good. Oh, yeah.
1: You should be paying. If you're going to watch porn, first up, you should absolutely be paying for porn. There is no situation where you should be watching free porn because that's pretty messed up, you know?
0: Yeah, but, just like anything. If, if it's free, it's probably has, like, layers of, of exploitation.
1: A hundred percent, yeah. But I think that, like, even if you do... The thing is, like, even if you do your research, you know, like a few years ago that director, if you did your research on her, that would have been, like, a thumbs up really, wouldn't it? That's what I mean. You just never know what's going to happen. So I think that makes me really cautious with porn, and I guess I'm lucky that I don't need it. So I, I rarely watch porn. I've definitely watched porn with partners before because that's kind of like a little kink, but it's not something that I really do alone. So... That's interesting. If you have any, if anyone has any insights on some great ethical porn, again, like I said, it's kind of like take it with a grain of salt, but um, maybe you can message us in our Instagram and let us know if you know of any, maybe some something that you've worked on personally where you know for sure, because I know that there's a lot of great production companies, particularly um, Melbourne, surprisingly, yeah. very big porn yeah. kind of industry in Melbourne. Yep. So if anyone knows of any, please let us know so we can share with people that are into porn because that could be cool.
0: Something that I came across the other day, and I say the other day, it was probably like two months ago now, but I bought um, I bought a yearly subscription to it. Um, I was put onto this, it's like an audiobook series, not audiobook series, but it's like sexy story time kind of thing. It's, a, it's an app on your phone oh called Dixie. Um, um and it's like yeah sexy stories <laughs> so it's like 12,
1: right up my like alley. max
0: 12 minutes and it's so inclusive you can choose like your gender sexuality like your pref- sexual preferences on like the the kind of person you want to be I guess imagining in in this like role play type situation um and there's some pretty steamy stuff on there. And I like it because it's nice and quick, gets you where you need to go. Um, because yeah, I think like I'm a very like visual person, so I can paint a picture in my head. Yeah, that actually sounds yeah. so sexy. I actually I don't remember... use all the time, but like I use, yeah. If I need something occasionally, I'll be like, yeah, I'll just chuck one of them on.
1: I do, and this is very old school. Um, but I do remember being younger and kind of like not really like a sexual awakening. Because um, I didn't start wanking until oh, I don't, it was only really like a few years ago because of the stigma and just honestly, really just not knowing what to do and scared to try. Like I was like, oh, like what if I can't do it? Like how embarrassing, like my friends are starting to do it. Like, I don't know, maybe I'll just leave it. And you just kind of like put it to the back to your, back of your mind. But I remember when I was younger, my mom had those like steamy romance novels hmm? that you could buy yes, with like me. the hugs on the front. <laughs> And um and I used to read those and I didn't really understand what was happening. <laughs> now, if I read them, I would. I'd be like, oh, damn. But like back then I was like, oh, this sounds nice. Like, oh. <laughs> um, and I just remember being like turned on, but like not enough to do anything about it. But it's funny that like my mum would read the books and then I would read the books, but we've never spoken about it. Like I do, I've never had a conversation with my mum about masturbation which is like kind of sad. Like my mum's kind of young. She's only, she had me when she was 19. So, and I just, I mean, I think if she had those books, she probably does masturbate, but like, and she won't listen to this, so it's fine, but <laughs> I can talk about her openly. It's all good. But I think um, it's just not, I, I can't imagine not having a conversation with my daughters in the few, if I was to have daughters about masturbation. And it's really interesting. I've got I'm the oldest and I've got two younger sisters that are only a few years apart from me. And then I have a younger brother who's 10 years younger than me. And I remember when he was getting to about 12 and 13, um, there was like a conversation my parents were having being like, how can we give like support him and give him privacy to kind of explore masturbation? Like we're not, what do we do? Should we sit down and talk to him about it? And I was kind of like, we, but we never had this conversation. And I know my sisters didn't have this conversation. so. Why, why are you giving so much like um, privacy and like we were never granted that kind of luxury, I guess, because we were women. And it's just really interesting because when I asked my, it was probably the only time we've ever talked about it. But when I asked my mom, I was like, "Hey, did you ever think that maybe me and the girls could have used a say a similar conversation or some privacy and some, you know, just anything, some support as well?" Yeah. They were like, and and her reaction was kind of like, "Oh." no not really and I was like okay (laughs) it's just interesting
0: yeah I find that really interesting I feel but I think that comes down to kind of what we were speaking about at the start of the episode about like taboo um but then also just these outdated I guess ideas of of gender roles too that women or women's pleasure was just either not to be had or just not something to be talked about like and if you did talk about it you were almost like tarnished as being like overly promiscuous or a slut or you know it and and you wouldn't want to be that like and it's just like well no why can't we yeah you know like why why is it something to be ashamed of because if men do it like why can't we (laughs) it's
1: so it's and it's so weird because I think that like my parents generation is like no 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 girls don't masturbate and our generation is like well maybe we do and like my sister's generation is like fuck yeah we masturbate (laughs) because yeah (laughs) I (laughs) I had a conversation with my sister Chloe and my sister Emma actually um a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was like getting close to Christmas and I was really struggling on what to get them for Christmas. And I was like, hey, I just got this new vibrator actually. And it was kind of the first time we'd spoken about wanking really. And it was just on Messenger. And I was like, do you guys, I'll send you the link. Do you maybe want me to get you one of these each for Christmas? And I just remember being like, absolutely. Like, it was like someone had slapped me in the face. That's how shocked I was. My sister replied. She was like, oh, I already have that one. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. I just bought this. What do you mean?" I already have it? and I was so proud but so
0: like almost like embarrassed I was like oh okay oh okay like you know I'm sorry <laughs> but I think like that kind of knowledge sharing is so important like yeah. I learned all of my I guess extra like sex education through speaking about my experiences with my friends um not yeah. and like not saying that my mom did anything wrong like it was just a different time like we just didn't talk about sex at at home yeah. and we didn't talk about like wanking or anything like that which is fine I think we had like the safe sex talk when I had my first boyfriend but you know like it was just also like just don't do it, <laughs> it <was> like, don't, <laughs> don't do it don't have sex you will get pregnant and die oh um, my god <laughs> no it wasn't that it wasn't like that at all um but I have learned so much through conversations with friends and I think this is why like having this conversation now as uncomfortable as I am it will probably benefit like other people Um, just to know that it's okay to be a little bit weird about talking about it you know it's you've kind of got to embrace that discomfort to be comfortable. And I think that like
1: I'm I'm pretty open speaking about it and I don't really have an I mean, I'm, it's weird because I feel like if you'd asked me five years ago, I would like kind of like cringe and, and kind of slink away into the shadows and be like, no, what do you mean? Or I'd be like, yeah, I do it all the time. I know how it goes. You put your hand down there and you do a thing and it works. Um, and it's funny because like, uh, I think the reason I was so scared is the first few times I tried it, I just, and I don't know if this is normal for other people and if you could relate to this, but I just felt like I couldn't. I didn't know how to do it or I wasn't doing it right. And I just didn't know who to ask about it. And I was like, oh, I just don't, there's just, it's, there's some kind of disconnection between my hand and my clit and I can't figure out how to do it. And so someone was like, well, get a, just get a vibrator. And I was like, okay. So I got like a little bullet vibrator. And again, like there was just, I didn't, I was like, do I put it in me? Like what, how do I put it on the clit? Like what's, what's the bit? And then I got like a bigger vibrator and I was like, okay, do I put it in? Like I just, there was just a huge disconnect between me and vibrators and wanking for so long, and even to this day, like I still, I have to be really, really horny to be able to use my hand. It's, it's absolutely not my first preference whatsoever. Um, and even if I'm like a little bit horny and my toys are like dead or not charged, like I'll just let the feeling pass rather than try it with my hand because I'm still so uncomfortable trying to make it work. There's that disconnect. Um, mm. And then I remember getting like a satisfier the satisfier pro which is just like a clit sucker and like that moment was just want to say everyone needs to get the satisfier pro womanizer as well is just so good there's so many cool um we can post a couple of our personal kind of fable you know my personal favorites on the instagram for you guys but and also um a really good person to follow as well for um, tips on sex and masturbation and everything is her name is Chantelle. She's a sexologist. Chantelle Otten. She's based in Australia um, and she's just incredible. Chantelle Otten, sexologist, is her Instagram. So you can look her up. Um, she's incredible. And I actually got my vibrator, my satisfier with her discount code because she's got a partnership with a brand called Love Honey, which I don't know if they're um, worldwide, but they're Australia. And So I got it and I just remember it being like absolutely life-changing and I was masturbating with it in the shower and I actually ended up on the floor of the shower with like my head against the washing machine and I was like I kind of looked up and I was like how did I get down here like that's how like iconic the moment (laughs) was for me and like I was like oh my god that really happened and it was like you know people say it's like fireworks and everything and I think for me, the first few times I did it, it was like that because for so long I felt like I was failing and I wasn't doing it right and I couldn't understand it. And like dildos aren't really my thing. Like penetration masturbation isn't really my thing. And you just kind of have to find your thing, I think. And for me, that was clit suckers. So that's like my my go-to, like I'll never buy another type of vibe. I mean, I'm open to it, but like, I know what works for me now. I know what really works with my body and like what I'm into yeah and that is exactly what I'm into so it's just like it was such a cool moment for me so I really encourage people to like even if you think you're failing or you're not doing it right just try different try so many different things and see how you go like you can do stuff with your nipples you can do stuff with your ass you can do stuff like you know like there's just so many different things that you can do so don't give up is what I would say (laughs)
0: Well, Don't I give think up. that's so, that's also so important to figure out what you like specifically, not just for your own self and self pleasure and self love, but when you're then with someone else, mm. knowing then what you like so that you can openly communicate to your partner what turns you on, what gets you off, like so that you stop having shit sex. <laughs> yes. My biggest like- pet peeve, and I used to be this person. <laughs> was be
1: like, he didn't even make me come. And I'm like, But did you like tell him what you like? Did you guide him in any way? Like, you know, that's dumb bitch stuff. Like you shouldn't, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, of course you had, if you're not like actively trying to figure out what's going on for you down there and what turns you on and what feels good, then I'm sorry, you're not going to have a good experience with a sexual, I mean, you will still have a good experience, but like, you're probably not going to come. So you need to kind of figure out what you like and communicate that. Like, I totally agree with that.
0: no more shit sex 2020 oh literally
1: (laughs) i'm now like trying to think about the last time i had really shitty sex and like what i did in the situation but i think i was just drunk and just couldn't be bothered so i was like oh whatever let's just get it over with
0: (laughs) yeah i don't even want to go there yeah definitely no more shit sex 2020 like i think that even going into 2021 because like to be honest 2020 has been a shit year so maybe you've had some shit sex (laughs) we'll leave this shit in 2020 and we'll we'll move into 2021 and like do it better (laughs) that's so true yeah and communicate communicate
1: that's the biggest thing like communication is so sexy to me during sex like do you like this is this turning you on should I keep doing this do can I do this do you like this can I put my tongue there yes you can sir yes you can yes you, you can <laughs> affirmative <laughs> consent and communication yes. should be continuing throughout your sex and it should always be sexy and hot and cute like you
0: <laughs> amen amen yeah I think that is such a good place to end this podcast episode Love nice her. and short and sweet um well not really that short it's probably still half an hour worth but um yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm really glad that we've had that conversation. I know we've been wanting to have that chat for a while on the podcast. And, and I think I just, you know, my own internalized misogyny, uh, didn't allow me to, to really do that. So I hope that if anyone else is, that is listening is as awkward as I am talking about this sort of stuff, um, I guess too, it is like, I think it's cause I'm also doing it so publicly and I, of course. I'm also like I'm not I'm not a qualified sex professional like I I, it's not my thing no so I just didn't want to be giving advice that was wrong or like saying the wrong thing or yeah
1: I think when you're just when you're speaking from your own perspective and what you perceive as wanking then you don't necessarily need to be like we've never like we obviously are not qualified sexologists, but we can offer a perspective that might be relevant to you and might be relatable to you. So that's, I guess, why we wanted to talk about it. So, you know, I think that's still important. And I think you did a great job, my love.
0: Thanks, Han. So did you. I don't know. I don't know why I called you Han. That was so bitchy. No, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's reclaim Han. I kind of like Han. Let's reclaim it. (laughs) All right. Well, I will chat to you next episode I'm very excited that we're back in business
1: me too all right love you guys talk to you soon bye